Hey there, Quajo here. And if you haven't heard my voice, I'm the new host of the Art of Online Business. Quick update on my new offer. I did not expect the initial launch spots to sell out so fast. I'm talking about Facebook ad setup to success, which is one-on-one -on -one Facebook ads coaching for the driven course creator from me, three Zoom calls within a month and unlimited support in between so that you can run your lead generation campaigns, your launch campaigns, your SLO, self-liquidating offer funnels, exactly like I would, getting all my tips and tricks and strategies plus just unlimited support inside of Slack or Voxer or one lady's even doing it from inside of Messenger with screen recordings, Loom recordings, this sort of thing, questions. This is what I'm doing, but all those limited spots that at the initial launch price, they are gone. And I just wanted to explain that out of integrity to the people who took those first spots, um, the price has gone up and there are one, there's one spot maybe two if I do some scheduling jujitsu for May, otherwise we're booking into June. You can click on the link in the description below to find out more, or you can go to theartofonlinebusiness.com forward slash call if you need that kind of one-on-one -on -one Facebook help. All right, back to the episode. Naively, I'm like, oh, spend as much as you can profitably. Like, I don't care. Like, just keep, you know, whatever you can do. And I, and I assumed, you know, maybe he'd spend a couple thousand bucks a day. Right. So that this is Friday night. You know, Saturday happens, Sunday happens, more days Monday. I come in on Tuesday, and uh, the dude had spent $150,000 profitably. <laughs> uh, and my entire inventory was blown out within like an hour and a half. And we were like, like six months back order on inventory. And I had to stop him and stop everyone from driving traffic. While we like rush order inventory, all sorts like all sorts of crazy things, and um and that was the first time I got like if you get a funnel that works correctly and and the conversions are right, like traffic is not a, an issue at all. Like, there right. are people who will drive more traffic than you can ever dream of in overnight if the if the if the the numbers and the conversions are right. This is the show where I bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot. You also hear what's working and not working right now from the top minds in online marketing so that you can get more leads and sales every day without having to empty your wallet in the process. All right, let's jump into it. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Rick Mulready here. And welcome to episode number 29 of the Art of Paid Traffic podcast. Hope you're doing well. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Really appreciate you tuning in to the podcast here. I've got a really good episode for you as I'm really excited to welcome Russell Brunson to the show today. Now, for those of you who don't know who Russell is, Russell started his first online company back when he was in college. And then within a year of graduating, he'd sold over a million dollars worth of his own products and services from his basement. And for over 10 years now, Russell's been starting and scaling companies online. He owns a software company, a supplement company, a coaching company. He's the founder of ClickFunnels. And he's also the author of a brand new book called Dotcom Secrets, which is all about growing your business through sales funnels and email marketing. I blew through this book in a matter of days, and it's hand da hands down the best book that I've come across that uh, talks about sales funnels and email marketing. I totally geek out about that stuff. And if you want to pick up a copy of .com Secrets for yourself, you can actually get it for free until April 21st. So depending on when you're listening to this, 
You can get a copy of the book for free. You just have to pay for shipping and handling, which is $7.95. Not a bad deal. So just go to rickmulready.com forward slash Russell. That's R-U-S-S-E-L-L. Again, rickmulready.com forward slash Russell. And you can get your free book there. You just have to pay for the shipping and handling. Just a quick heads up. I am a, a proud affiliate for the book. That's how much I believe in it. And so I do get a very small commission actually when you do purchase. Honestly, I don't even care about that. I just want you to get the book because it's that good. And because I like the book so much, I wanted to make sure I got Russell on the podcast here to talk about sales funnels and email marketing. Now, we go a little bit longer than usual today because it's such a great conversation with a lot of great tips and strategies from Russell. So here's what we talk about during the episode today. We talk about reverse engineering a successful sales funnel. We get into the seven phases of a sales funnel, the concept of a value ladder, how often and the types of emails that you should be sending out to your email list so that you're getting the biggest returns. We talk about strategies for handling different types of traffic, whether it's cold traffic, warm leads, etc. So much gold in this one, guys. Totally geeking out today, as you'll hear in my voice as we get going here. All right, let's go hang out with Russell. All right, Russell Brunson, thank you so much for joining me on the Art of Pay Traffic podcast. How you doing, man? I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to, to be here today. Absolutely. So you are smack dab in the middle of your book launch, .com Secrets. And um, you know, tell me how the launch is, uh, how the launch is going and, um, and all that stuff. Uh, it's, going, it's going awesome. In fact, it's fun that I'm on this podcast because... Um, we stopped doing product launches a long time ago because they stressed me out so much. <laughs> you got really good at just like paid consistent traffic that's a lot like less stressful for me. But it's been fun to kind of get back into it and do an actual launch. It's been fun seeing um, just people get involved with it, and uh, it's been it's exciting. So we're having a good time. Uh, we just broke through our initial goal, which is exciting, and now we're seeing how far we can we can make it before the before the launch kind of ends. Awesome, and we're going to talk a lot about the book um, during this interview here. But you just mentioned launch, and you know, obviously, this show is all about paid traffic, and and not only paid traffic, but getting people to your website or your landing page, but also what to do with them when you get there. And in the book, you t- you talk all about, and I'm not going to discuss, I'm not going to blow smoke right now, but this is the honest to god truth. It is the best book I've read on sales funnels and email marketing. And a quick quick little story here: a friend of mine. Um, in the same space that uh, that we're in here, hadn't gotten they, that they had the um, audio version of the book, and I was like, okay, that's awesome, but you need to read the actual book too because there's pictures <laughs> and all and there's scripts in there and everything. And they said, all right, you know what? Let let, let me borrow it. And I, I was like thirty pages from the from the from the finish of the book, and I was like, you can borrow it for three days. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want this book back, but you can have it for the weekend, and then. I'm going to go drive to you and get the book back um, because I want you know I want to go back through it and study it even 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 more. So it uh, it is a great book. I'm sure you've been hearing a lot about that. Um, but for those of you guys who are listening who aren't really familiar with this book right now, it's all about email marketing and sales funnels. And Russell really takes you through pretty much everything that you need to know as far as where you know from 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 your lead magnet to the different phases of a funnel. Um, different types of emails, goes through scripts and all kinds of different stuff. Um, and Russell, I'd love to start off with you here as far as let's kind of reverse engineer what a successful sales funnel looks like. Can we, can we do that? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of different types of sales funnels. 
but um, it, it's amazing. Like I, I don't think I really ever ever got this until um, in, in, at, a, at a really high level until we had launched our supplement company. And um, it was funny because you know we've been doing sales funnels for info products, things like that. And and uh, but we created this we created the sales funnel for our supplement. And um, you know it was probably seven or eight different pages, and we had different upsells and downsells, and we spent a lot of time and energy tweaking and testing. And and what's crazy is as soon as the sales funnel worked. And this is why I think this is what ties into your, to the paid media so well too is that as soon as the sales funnel worked and we got the right metrics and the right conversions and everything was was right, mm-hmm. um, I I, uh, I called up a person who's a media buyer and I said, hey, here's our stats and he said, okay, let me let me test it and he went and uh, he he ran a test for a day uh, that night he called me and it was it was right before um, it was it was right before Memorial Day and he's like he's like hey the the stats are turning out really good what's my what's my limit. Or what's my like? What's my my cap? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, how much can I spend? Mm-hmm. And naively, I'm like, oh, spend as much as you can profitably. Like, I don't care. Like, just keep you know whatever you can do. And I, and I assumed you know maybe he'd spend a couple thousand bucks a day. Right. So that this is Friday night. You know, Saturday happens, Sunday happens, more days Monday. I come in on Tuesday, and uh, the dude had spent one hundred fifty thousand dollars profitably, <laughs> uh, and my entire inventory was blown out within like an hour and a half, and we were like like six months back order on inventory. And I had to stop him and stop everyone from driving traffic while we like rush order inventory, all sorts, like all sorts of crazy things. And, um, and that was the first time I got like, if you get a funnel that works correctly and, and the conversions are right, like traffic is not a, an issue at all. Like, there right. are people who will drive more traffic than you can ever dream of in overnight. If the, if the, if, the, the numbers and the conversions are right. And that was the first time I got it. So for me, we had to pause everything, spend six weeks like mass ordering new supplements, getting everything back in stock, and he turned it back on. And then you know, next time around, he asked me what his cap was, and I had a cap now, what I knew he could do. <laughs> you, learned, you learned your lesson. <laughs> yeah, but that's the, that's the key. Like, that's what makes paid traffic and what makes everything work and scale is, is really the, the, architecting, the architecting of the funnel and the follow-up si- uh, system. Because as soon as you, you get that right um, – you know, it's insane. Like, for example, um, you know, I'm probably sharing more than I should, but I, I don't really care. I love just giving people everything. So, uh, in our in our book funnel right now, like we're averaging uh, a little over thirty two dollars for every book we give away through that through that sales funnel. And so, with that, that means I can go and I can spend up to thirty two dollars in ads to sell a book, which which is pretty easy to do. And uh, and we can do it all day long. And uh, and we're, we're scaling it now through paid media. You know, we do a lot of JV stuff, obviously, but now we're scaling it through paid media. And so when you get that the funnel right, uh, everything else just just works. It, it magically makes it so you can pay money from you. Know, you can spend money on, on advertising. You can grow. You can scale. You can get unlimited leads. Um, but it all comes down to that foundational piece, and that's why I spend so much time on it personally. And why the book I go into so much detail because there's so many cool things that you can do. Yeah. And when you understand that and how to architect it right, it just gives you the ability to to blow things up. And you really broke down, like you, you mentioned as you started to answer that question, you really broke down, you break down in the book all the different types of funnels that you can have, you know, in, you know whether, from, whether it's a webinar or um, you know, a one-time offer, that's, that sort of thing. What do you think is the most, like, so I'm curious for the supplement um, where that guy was driving all that traffic and, and just blew it out there over a couple of days, what, what made that funnel so good? What worked so well? Yeah, um, you know, a lot of it, I've got a philosophy, and if you guys have listened to much of my stuff, and we're, uh, um, I, I'm big on like uh, a concept we call funnel hacking, where like I like to go out there and find out what other people are doing successful. So I go on like, all my competitors and I buy all their products. So for me, for me first was like understanding like, what's already working, like what are other people doing in, in this the market that I'm in or that I want to be in, and, and really getting good understanding. And so we built the funnel to model some other people that had were having a lot of success. We modeled 
you know, we, we didn't copy anything, but we modeled like the the process and the flow and the the order form layout and the the price points and stuff. And so we kind of were starting with with a with a, a template that that we knew was was successful for other people. That was kind of the first step. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> for for uh, for that funnel and what was kind of become uh, the metric. I didn't even know about this metric before we launched our supplement company, but it's become like the driving force for us now. Is a metric called uh, average cart value. So when somebody buys my front end product, right, and then I take all the episodes, like what's the average that that person's worth immediately to me? And so for our supplement, when we when we tested it, for example, like um, for every person that bought that bought the front end product, um, we would average about a hundred. I think it's like one hundred sixty three dollars was our average cart value. That's how much we made from every customer. And so we knew that we could go to media buyers, or whatever, and say, you know, hey, we're willing to pay you eighty or eighty five or ninety dollars for every customer you get us. Mm-hmm. And if that number fits in, into their metrics, they can go and just get unlimited customers, you know. Sure. And so for me, that's what it was. We we did our test and got to the point where we knew what our that that average cart value was. And then we have very clear. We know our numbers now. We know our metrics. Then we can go out and and it's just arbitrage basically at that point. Like and uh, and when you you get that figured out, then it's really easy. So for us, I think the reason why that funnel did so well is first off, I modeled I modeled stuff that I already saw that was working, mm-hmm. and then uh, we tested and, and tweaked it until we got it to the point where the cart value was was at the right number. And then we were able to go and just just turn it on. Cool. And you, you do talk about funnel hacking, as you put it in in the book. You go through all that, and I think that's such a good, like I think it's and Tony Robbins is on is on the cover. Uh, a quote from Tony is on the cover of um, or on your on your book there, yeah. where I, I know that he's he's known to say like what if you want to be successful in something, find out what other people have done and and model it. Exactly. I mean, yeah. That's exactly what you're talking about here. I mean, it's such a it's such a great step, especially for people that don't necessarily know where to start with their funnel. Um, they're like, you know what? I need, I, I know I need a funnel here, but I have no idea where to start. Uh, <laughs> that's such a great, great concept. You talk about in the book, the seven phases of a funnel. Can you kind of break that down a little bit? Yeah, it's, it's funny because most people, and it's same thing to me, I didn't realize this for a long time. Um, but, uh, you know, it, the, the, it's not just, it's not just like your sales funnel. That's one piece. That's like one phase of it, or maybe two or three phases, you know, but there's, there's other things to think about. For example, um, when I first got started, my very first mentor, this is 12 years ago, his name is Mark Joyner. He owns a company now called Simpleology. And uh, and Mark, just a brilliant guy. And I remember he told me this concept that I thought was kind of dumb at the first, but I, you know, I didn't really get it at first, but later on it had a huge impact on me. He said, Russell, you need to understand that all clicks are not created equal. And I'm like, what does that mean? He said, well, for example, let's say you go to a website and it says, you know, Russell Brunson is uh, is a scam artist. He stole my money. Everything he does is bad. Uh, I don't trust him. Neither should you. Click here to see his new book. And someone clicks on that and goes to the book. Like, what do you think the response is going to be on the next page? Right. Right. Sure. Not good. But you go to to a page that says Russell Brunson is amazing. He, you know, he changed my life. He helped me go from this to this, and you know, gracing the world. Check out his new book. And you click on there. Same person can click on two different ads, and the the end results can be completely different. And uh, he told me that, and I kind of like, it didn't really sink in at first, but later I realized that there are a whole bunch of things that you do before someone ever gets to your landing page that has huge impact on on whether or not they're going to buy or not. And uh, and so, um, for example, like like uh, part of it's, part of like one, one of the phases of the, the seven phases of the funnel, the very beginning of it, right, is all about like the, the traffic, like where are you getting your traffic? What's the traffic temperature? Like what, what kind of person's coming here? Mm-hmm. The second thing then you shift to the second phase is like, what's the, uh, what's the preframe that they're, they're entering through? Okay. Sometimes the preframe is they get an email and they click on a link and it goes to your page. Sometimes 
sometimes they they're you know maybe they're going to a, to a blog post and then to your page or through uh, you know someone recommending or something. But there, there's there's usually something they're entering your website through. And so when you understand that, you can manipulate that and change that and, and have something there that conditions them and gets them more prepared to buy on the next page. Okay, and so that's like the next phase is kind of that pre-frame. And then from there we go over to where we're trying to qualify. Like of, of all the people coming to our site, who are the ones that are serious enough that they're willing to give me their email address in exchange for information? Who are my subscribers? And so that's that's the next step. And so we uh, the next phase is, is qualifying our subscribers. After we have our subscribers, the next step. Um, <laughs> this is what uh, I learned this from Dan Kennedy. He used to always tell me he says uh, a buyer is a buyer is a buyer. Somebody who buys one thing keeps buying, and they keep buying things. Unless something comes up, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I was like, "Well, man, if if, if people who are buyers are buyers, I want to know immediately like, who are my who are the buyers, like who are, who is willing to actually pull a credit card out of the wallet and type in their digits in exchange for something, like because I want to know who those people are." So for me, I typically lead with a really low ticket product that's a no brainer that you'd be crazy not to. And that way, I qualify all of my buyers. Here are all the people who who are willing to spend money on things, and then I can communicate to those that audience different. Than I do to the people who are only willing to give me their email address, right? And then after I got my buyers, then it's like, well, who are who are the hyperactive buyers? Okay, you know, I I'm a <laughs> I'm a hyperactive buyer. I'm the kind of person who who when I get excited about something, I buy everything I can on the topic. Um, and a lot of people are like that, so I want to find out who are those hyperactive buyers because because those people are traditionally going to buy more stuff from me in the future, and I want to find out who they are immediately. So that's why we offer upsells um, to see who are the hyperactive buyers. Um, that's kind of one of the next phases there. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we transition. Um, try, I don't have the book in front of me. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head all of them. <laughs> from there, uh, you're we pretty tra- well. <laughs> if, I, if I get most of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from there, we transition um, to, uh, to aging and it's, uh, let's see. Yeah, aging and ascending the re- relationship and changing the, the environment. So after the, the initial sales process is over, they, they bought stuff and they land on the, like, the end page. Then from there, this is where, like, after someone's bought one of my products, I want to I want to build a relationship with them. That's this is where now someone might buy a, a book and some upsells, but if I want them to give me twenty five or thirty or hundred thousand dollars, I've got to build a good relationship with them. Sure. Let me transition over to to that phase, which is uh, aging aging and ascending the relationship, and that's you know all the other stuff we do to build relationships and things like that. And then traditionally, we we for the next step is we change the sales environment because it's hard for me. I, I can't sell a thirty five thousand dollar coaching program um, on our website. I might be able to, but it's not very easy. Yeah. But if I could change the selling environment and bring them to a live event or get them on the phone or something like that, um, then I can I can typically uh, charge higher price points. So that's kind of that's kind of one of the, the last phases. So I think that's I think that's all seven. You nailed it, <laughs> nailed it. Now I want to talk about the upsells for a second because a lot of people get you know as as marketers you know we always get the responses from people who are like ah oh, I get they get annoyed by you know being presented those upsells. Yeah. And you you put it really well in that in that we as marketers are trying to trying to trying to qualify those people. What do you think about the whole like keep giving or keep offering your products or services as upsells because you know that these things can help people? Like let you do it until you're told no. Like let, keep presenting until you that they tell you no. Yeah. Is is that sort of the concept that you that you kind of go by? Uh, kind of, you know. I- <laughs> In my in my younger years, I was a lot more aggressive with this. I would do way too many upsells. Um, I'm I'm a lot less that way now. But but when when people get annoyed by it, and they do, and I, I get some people get annoyed by it. But the reality is, the dude who gets annoyed that I offer him a two hundred dollar upsell is not going to give me thirty five thousand hmm. dollars. And the only person I really care about, like my goal is to break even for my front end funnels, 
and then to get people in my high-end coaching program so I can change their lives. Yep. And so if they're annoyed that I offer them a $100 program, they are never going to give me $35,000. I don't really care that much. Like, to be completely honest, I know it's not the nicest thing to say, sure. but that's the reality. Sometimes my support people come and say, oh, like, we had two people complain today about about uh, whatever, and they want a refund. I'm like, good, because I do not want someone that's going to complain about that in my coaching programs. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I look at it. Like, it's it's more of a, like you said, like, it's a, an application process. Like, they're going through through my thing. If they don't like something, that's fine. Like, that's good. To, I want them to be annoyed by me and leave earlier and not later. And so that's kind of the way I look at it. And, um, you know, the people that, that like what I'm doing and enjoy the process, things like that, those are the ones who I want to be working with anyway. Yeah. Um, and so, but there's a fine line. Like, obviously, usually I, I don't typically go over two upsells now where I used to in the day do <laughs> a lot. So that's kind of my, my personal standard I kind of set for myself. Sure. Uh, but that's kind of that's kind of where we're at. Okay. Now, if someone's just starting to figure out their funnel, I mean, we, ta- we already talked about a lot of things here. If, if someone is wants to get a funnel in place, maybe they're not really happy with the flow of people coming into their business right now, what's the very first thing that you'd recommend that they focus on? Like what, like step one, do this before you do any of this. Um, it kind of comes back to, we talked about a little earlier. Step one is, is find, find the person that's already doing what exactly you want to be doing, right? Mm-hmm. Like the funnel. Cause some markets it's best to have like a free plus shipping funnel. Other markets is better to lead with the webinar funnel. And so like the market you're in, like, um, I, I would figure like who's someone that's already proven that this, this is working in that market. Mm-hmm. Cause you hate being the one that's like, that's like the pioneer, right? It's just, I mean, it can be good sometimes, but for me, I, I don't like that. So I think first is like really identifying, Hey, here's so-and-so, or here's one or two people that are crushing this market. This is, this is the model of what they're doing. So now I know kind of that's, that's the direction I'm going to go. Um, and then I think that the next step, and it's almost like a step back, but it, it'll make your life way better long-term. Is, is spending a little bit of time figuring out exactly who it is that um, that you want as your potential clients in the future. Um, you know, when I when I first got started, I talked about this in the first chapter of the book. Um, I, I didn't I didn't think too much through this. I, I got excited. I started selling things. And people bought it, so I started selling more things. And I was so excited. I kept selling things. And eventually, I woke up one morning sick to my stomach because I had a whole customer base of people that I didn't want to spend time with. Mm. Um, you know, I had an event coming up and I was just like, I don't even want to go to my own event. Like that's how I, I had attracted the wrong kind of people. And so I just stepped back and figure out like, who do I, who do I actually want to serve? Like, who's the person that when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, yes, I got to go to work and hang out with, with Rick, you know, or whoever, like, who's that person that that's awesome. And I got to figure out who that is first. Um, and after I do that, then I got to figure out like, what's the bait I'm going to create to attract that person and bring them into, into my, into my world. Mm-hmm. You know what we, um, when we made that transition from, from kind of selling more business opportunity seekers to high-end business owners, the first the first uh, piece of bait, I guess you, you know, we call it, that we put out there was was a free book called 108 Proven Split Test Winners, and it was this book about all of our split tests, right? It's a great if book. You look at I that, have it. It's a great book. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now, if you look at that, like a business opportunity person, the person I do not want to work with, will see that book and be like, 108 Proven Split Test. How does that make me money on the internet, right? Yeah. Like it repels the person that I don't want to work with, but people like you, people who who get it, they see that and they're like, wow, split test results. That's awesome. And they, and they buy it and then boom, now, now it attracts the right person. The person that I, that I wake up fired up to work with, it attracts that person into my world. And so for me, like it's really becoming clear on who is the person you want to serve. And then after I know that, what's the bait I create to attract that person into our world. And then after I know the bait, now what's the funnel we create to kind of 
to kind of sustain that and make it so that we can we can buy traffic and all those other things that kind of go with it. That's uh, like I'm just sitting here listening to you. Like this is like just the way that that was presented, and I've not heard it that way. Like that's such a clear, distinct way to think about this. And I think that that leads my, into my next question here, where in the book you really break it down really well, talking about the value ladder uh-huh. and having that entry level product and going, you know, sort of taking step taking people through the different levels of products that you that you have in your business or need to create in your business. Can you kind of talk briefly about the whole concept of the value ladder? Yeah. You know, I look at like my business, for example, like my, we, we, uh, we created this program. It was almost a joke initially. I was like, hey, let's create like a really expensive program and make it the most amazing thing on earth and maybe someone will buy it someday. And, and uh, we did. We got two people who bought it. It's a million dollars. They pay $100,000 down and 10% uh, of their profits so I get paid a million bucks. And so we put it out there, and like, this is like the best way I can, in fact, one of the guys that signed up, he's flying here next month, he comes here in my studio, we film all the videos, I write the copy, I build out the funnel, like, we do everything for him, and then, uh, so it's like the best thing I could possibly do, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, like, that's, that's the best thing, but if I was to walk up to you, or to anyone off the street, I'm like, hey, I've got this program, you pay me 100 grand right now, <laughs> and 10% of your income for the rest of your life, um, like, are you in? <laughs> They're going to be like, no, like, you're insane, why would I, who are you, mm-hmm. right? And that's like that. That's that's the reality of how how it is typically. So what we have to do is that take some like the reason why they say no is they they don't think that you provide the value. Like they don't believe that you can do that, right? And so you have, we have to take people through a process I call the value ladder, where I bring them in initially because you think about it, right? When I start buying something from somebody, at first you're you're kind of cautious, right? Like this person, do I trust him? Do I not? Like let me try this thing out. So you, you buy something that might be a low end thing. So you buy something and you and you get it. And, you, and after you get it, you, you go through if it's a product or service you do it. And if you receive some value from that, you're like, wow, this was cool. And when you receive value from anything in life, what do you what do you want? You naturally you, you want more of that, right? Sure. You go on a date with a pretty girl. You have fun with her. She gives you a kiss. You go home that night. Next thing you want, you want more. Like I want to see her again tomorrow. I, I want I want more of it. Like that's just as humans, how we work. And so if you provide value for someone at a low end, they naturally want more and they want to ascend up. Like what else does this person have? How else can I get more value from this person? And, and then that's where you can now sell a more expensive thing and a more expensive thing. And eventually, you know, if you're provide, providing value at each step of this, uh, of this value ladder, as you keep, you know, sending somebody up in, in through your business, um, eventually, you know, the, the, the million dollar program or whatever for us isn't crazy. In fact, I've got, uh, we've got a $35,000 mastermind group. Uh, we've got, I think, I think we added 40 people last year to it. And of those 40 people, I've got five of them who are saying, who've told me it's the second I can afford uh, the hundred, the million dollars, the hundred thousand dollar, sending a hundred thousand dollar check. I'm going to do this. Like they're saving their money to give me a hundred thousand dollars. And like, that's, that, that's what you want, right? You're blowing, you're giving so much value and blowing their minds so much that their goal in life is to make more money, to give you more money. Right. Like, that's what the value ladder is all about for me. And so that's what I look at is, is, is I'm taking someone in, I got to give them an amazing experience, provide a ton of value, and then naturally they'll want some more, naturally they'll want them more, and they're going to keep ascending up my, my, uh, my ladder of offerings until eventually they're in a spot where I can provide the most value possible to them. And I think that you know, most businesses don't look at their business that way. They've got a product or service, and, uh, and I definitely look at, look at it, it's, it's a process you're taking someone to. You're not selling a product, you're selling a result, and uh, we charge more for the, the more value we can give people at each level. If you do it right, it's just amazing to see how people, they, they love to do that. And they love to send and they love to, to give you money, which is great for everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So would, would you recommend that, and I actually, I'm doing this in my, in my own business right now. Would, just, would you recommend that just people just take out a piece of paper and just start writing down you know, what their products and services are, just make sure they have a clear picture of all that stuff, and then where you want to get people to? So like, what is your highest end product like you were just talking about? 
do you think that's the most helpful place for them to start? It's huge. Yeah. Like when people come to my office for our consulting stuff, I do, I have a big whiteboard and I draw like a little, like a value ladder and top of my cake. Okay, let's talk about this first. Cause the, the most important thing is where we're taking people. Like, what's the, what's the result you want to give for people at your highest level? And we map that out first and then we say, okay, to get people here, like, what do we need? And so sometimes it's funny cause I used to always think that you had to start at the, the bottom of the value ladder. Like I thought it had to be like a free plus shipping. And then from there they moved to the next level and, and so on and so forth. But um, I don't know if I believe that 100% anymore. Um, but I do know that if somebody enters at a different level of the value ladder, you got to sell them a little different. So, for mm-hmm. example, at the bottom, like a free plus shipping book or CD or whatever, you know, that's something that you can sell really easily at the bottom of the value ladder because it doesn't take that much selling, right? So, it's a really cool thing. You get it for free, just cover shipping. So, that's one thing. In the middle of the value ladder, there's like, typically, there's like, a, let's say it's a $1,000 course or system or, or, you know, service or something like that. I can't, it's hard to have like a website. It's like, hey, here's a website. Go pay me a thousand bucks. So instead, the, the way we sell usually things in the middle of the value ladder, as you learn from the book, is like through a webinar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the webinar is cool because what it does is it gets somebody to come on a webinar for usually like an hour with me. And that hour is where I have an hour to give value. Okay. It's a whole value ladder, but I'm doing it compressed, right? I give value for an hour and then I sell my thousand dollar thing. And so I'm, I'm shortcutting them up. I'm, I'm rushing them up quickly up the value ladder and they're getting value right at that level and then we can sell them. And so for a lot of people nowadays, a lot of our, our students actually, is the first thing they build is their webinar that's in the middle of the value ladder and the webinar provides a ton of value then sells them that thing and then they start sending people from the middle up and then eventually they come back and start adding some, you know, some of the front end things. But a lot of times nowadays I think that starting in the middle is, uh, is almost better sometimes because you can, you can build such a strong relationship through a, through a webinar. Interesting. Interesting. The the last point I want to to touch on here with you, Russell, is you talk about, and I th- I feel like because I I sort of it, it it challenged me when I was reading this, and I have a feeling that a lot of people who read this part of the book are, will be challenged by it as well. But you start talking about um, email sequences, like the soap opera sequence and the Seinfeld sequence, as you call it in the book. And the Seinfeld sequence, you make a point in there talking about how you've tried different, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You tried emailing people at different intervals, like once a month, twice a month, twice a week. And you found that the, you made the most money and got the most value out of writing every single day. Yeah. I feel like, like when I read that, I was like, holy cow, I got I to gotta email people every <laughs> single day. Talk to us a little bit about that. And, and you call it the Seinfeld sequence. I love the concept of it as far as telling a little story. Can you kind of break that down a little bit? Yeah. So first off, this, so like, like you seen the book, I, I believe in two, two models. It's funny because I got two friends. One, one guy's name is Andre Chaperone. He teaches this concept of soap operas. Mm-hmm. The other guy's Ben Sell. He teaches this concept of like, of daily emails. And so I, I'm, I'm a believer in both of those. I think when someone first joins your list, you take them through a soap opera sequence to build a relationship. Then you transition over to uh, to daily broadcast. That's kind of my belief. And um, yeah, it's funny. When I first got started, I remember I was building my list. And I literally, I'd send that one email a month. And I remember being so scared, like people are going to unsubscribe. They're going to be mad. I'd send this email out and I'd wait, and, you know, and nothing really bad happened. But my response was never that good either. So um, anyway, after a while, I was like, but I realized every time I sent an email, I made money, right? And so I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll do it twice a month. Like, I'll just try that. So I did twice a month. And sure enough, I like made like more than double my more than double my money. I was like, ah, and I was like, I'm gonna try once a week. And I was like, so scared about that. I remember I did once a week and more than double my money again. And I was like, this is really interesting. And, and, um, and then from there about, I was doing it once a week when I met this guy who he was emailing us twice a day, which I've never done that. But I was like, Whoa, do twice a day. I'm like, he's like, yep. I send one in the morning. And I send one in the afternoon every day. And he's like, my people love it. They tune in for it. They wait for it. And he's like, it's just like a TV show. Like if, 
He's like, if you send out emails and you're pitching stuff and you're annoying and things like that, no one's going to listen to him. But it's like people, people watch Oprah every single day, right? When Oprah's on. People watch, my wife watches The Ellen Show every day, right? And, uh, people watch Seinfeld. Like whatever mm-hmm. this, if you're entertaining and exciting and fun, like it's not annoying. It's, it's exciting. And so these, like I said, the, uh, I, met, I have three or four friends that still do email twice a day. And I, I, I've never gotten to that level. I, I never dared to do that. <laughs> But I started going for, you know, twice a week, then three times a week. And then now I'm not every day, but I try to be every day. And, and I, I look at it as like this is this is like you're tuning in to to the Russell show. And if you don't like it, then please unsubscribe and leave. But if you are like, I'm going to share you cool things. I'm going to share stories and uh, and build a relationship with you because, you know, that's what's going to that's what's going to get you to naturally ascend. And what's kind of funny, I don't know if, it, if you saw it in the book. I'm sure you did. In the book, there's there's two of my Seinfeld emails that I shared in there. And they're funny because like. We, we call them Seinfeld emails. I think Ben Settle was the first one that I heard say that, but we call it that because they're, they're emails about nothing. <laughs> and, um, and I shared two of them in the book and both emails made over a hundred thousand dollars. But if you saw it, you would have thought it was the dumbest email. Like, like why did he send that out? It makes no sense. Like one of them is about, um, I was, uh, I had a jujitsu tournament. I, I'm a wrestler growing up, but I started doing jujitsu a little while ago cause, cause I missed wrestling. And, uh, my subject line was like, and this is out to my marketing list. Okay. So, and it said like, Subject guy was like, uh, jujitsu's like, re- uh, jujitsu's like wrestling for old fat guys. <laughs> and then, uh, and then inside I told the story about how I was doing jujitsu and how like I'm out of shape, but I'm going to go fight these guys and I got to lose eight pounds the next 24 hours or next like seven hours. And I told this whole story about everything and, uh, it had nothing to do with marketing or business or anything. And at the very end, I'm like, oh, by the way, you know, while, you know, I haven't had a chance to go in the office this week cause I'm losing weight for this tournament. Um, and the reason why I can do that is because I know how to structure my business the right way. And if you guys want to learn how to do it or whatever, go click here to apply for our, my coaching program. And so it was like this like five page long email with like this little blurb at the end. It's like, oh, by the way, check this out. Right. And uh, we did over a hundred thousand dollars from that one email. Wow. <laughs> and uh, and people like you know from the outside look stupid. Like why would they do that? But the open rate was amazing. The engagement rate. People were sharing the email with their friends. I had f- people who who sent the email to their friends who uh, just to laugh at it, and then their friends bought things from me. And it was just like, it was the coolest thing. Um, and so it's, it's just, it's changing your communication style from just being like salesy or, you know, even, even like, not so much salesy, but even like a lot of people teach too much in their emails. Like, yeah, yeah. People, people are not on your list to learn stuff all the time. They're on your list to be entertained. I'm guilty of that for sure. Yeah. The, the business is like 90% entertainment, 10% content. And if you understand that, then you can change your communication style to be uh, educate or excuse me, um, entertainment. And then when it's entertainment, people don't mind getting it every single day. Mm. So it's t- it takes a couple mind shifts to get there. But man, when you make that shift, it, it's amazing how, how, uh, how people respond to it. It's really, really cool. Awesome. Russell, this has been amazing guys. This is just a taste of what you'll find in this book. Like I, like I am not lying. This is the best book I've, I've read on, uh, email marketing and, and sales funnels, um, I am a proud affiliate of the book, and so I do get a small commission. I don't really care, honestly. Just get the book. You can go to the link rickmulready.com forward slash Russell to get the book. It's You get it for free. You pay, what is it, $7.95, $7.95 um, just to have it shipped to you. But uh, de- definitely, uh, don't miss the book. So it's rickmulready.com forward slash Russell. Pick this book up. Also, Russell, um, the podcast that you have. It's a great yeah. podcast. Like you just get in the car and you talk for like six or seven minutes. What's the name of your podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's called uh, it's called Marketing in Your Car, and I, I have like a four minute commute from my home to my office every day. So I just not every day, probably three or four times a week, I get on and I just share marketing ideas or things I'm thinking about, and sometimes they're random and they're really fun. And yeah, it's 
it's fun. So I, I guess you've listened to it. That's exciting. I, <laughs> I never know if people listen to it. It's really fun when they do. Oh, yeah. I mean, because it's interesting because you hear like you hear like, getting in the car and like, you know, <laughs> you hear beeps and stuff going on around you. And it's just sort of like what I like about it. It's, it's just a download of like what you're thinking about and like what's gone on that day or that week. And, yeah. you know, it just like it just allows us to get inside your mindset or what's going on, which is, uh, you know, really interesting. So, yeah. Thank you. Really good stuff. That. Russell, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I will, uh, I'll make sure to link the, uh, the book up in the show notes for today's episode, but uh, really appreciate you coming on. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. And one thing I want to recommend for, for all you guys, even if you don't like want the book, like it's worth buying the book just to see the process. Like that, the, the sales funnel there, like buy, nothing else, buy the book slowly because you will get an education there. Like, like that's like three or four months of me planning and sketching and, and working on to get that book funnel and it's doing amazing so it's worth just watching the process nothing else like if you don't learn anything from me at all start watching the process when you guys buy things because that's where the gold's at and the process here is is working and i'd recommend watching it if nothing else that's a great point i mean that's the funnel hacking that you were talking about watch what other people are doing so you can model it for yourself don't copy it but model it exactly awesome thanks russell yeah thanks man Hope you got a lot out of this one with Russell today. You know, we talk so much about traffic here on the show and how to get traffic to our websites and landing pages, but it's really what we do with that traffic is where we make the money. So we should constantly be thinking about how can we be improving our sales funnels? How can we be improving our email marketing and our conversions? As I mentioned a few times during the episode today, if you want to pick up a copy of, of Russell's book, Dot Com Secrets, for yourself. You can actually get it for free again until April 21st. So depending on when you're listening to this, you can get it for free. Just have to pay for shipping and handling, which is $7.95. Pretty sick deal for the book. It's really, really good. Highly recommended. I think you could tell from uh, my conversation today with Russell how much I like the book. Uh, Just go to rickmulready.com forward slash Russell. Okay, It's R-U-S-S-E-L-L. As I mentioned at the very beginning of the show, I am a proud affiliate for the book. So I do get a very small commission when you purchase um, the book. But again, I really don't care about that. Just get this book. It's that good. And uh, it's definitely going to help you in your business. All right. Also, don't forget that every week I choose an iTunes rating and review at random from that week. And the winner receives a free personalized Facebook ads audit from me. Now, this is where I review your Facebook ads and give honest feedback, ideas, and suggestions for improvement, showing you exactly how to tweak and improve your Facebook ads so that you can be getting the best results possible while spending the least amount of money possible. So if you'd like to win a a personalized Facebook ads audit from me, just head over to iTunes, search on The Art of Paid Traffic, and leave an honest rating and review for the show there. And then just simply email me at support at rickmulready.com to let me know that you've left that rating and review. And every Friday, I'm gonna choose a review from that week and announce the winner here on the show. All right, that's all for today's episode. I've got another great one coming up for you in episode number 30 where I'm going to be welcoming James Shramko to the show. And James gives a completely different perspective on paid traffic. And I'm putting paid right now in air quotes right now. When you listen to that conversation, it will make complete sense. It's a really good one because it makes us think in a different perspective about paid traffic. But until then, keep testing your paid traffic, my friends, to find out what works for you and your business and then do more of what's working. And I will see you in the next episode. Do you want to 
avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money, I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads. Click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.